Welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Here at Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl, we are all about talking about uh, de-glamorizing Hollywood, entertainment industry. We love to talk about mental well-being, and we also love to talk about it girl life, that, you know, perfect bod, perfect skin, perfect hair, and that is what we are going to deep dive into the whole aesthetics world. You know, for the longest time, I think plastic surgery was something that, you know, was very hush-hush, even though everyone in Hollywood was already doing it. But, you know, in recent years, things have really changed. There's been a lot more openness about plastic surgery. However, there's still a lot I think people are very quiet about in regards to plastic surgery. I don't know if it's because people don't want to admit that they didn't look this way and like it was a vain thing to change themselves or maybe people don't want to admit they spent money on it or maybe like it's a insecurity of like I didn't like something and I changed it and that makes people feel insecure or maybe it's like another insecurity that people don't want them to know that they weren't that beautiful to begin with. I don't know. The questions there, I kind of think are endless and they're going to continue to be, you know, a time also something I've been thinking a lot about is kind of the duality and issues being positive and open about plastic surgery can also cause it's such a double edged sword. I think like being open and being like, you know, I got a face, this isn't true, but being someone being like, I got a facelift at 26 is like kind of like jarring for a 13 year old to hear. And like, so like on some level is that unhealthy, but at the same time, I kind of think a 26 year old lying that they've had no work done and then a 13 year old seeing it is equally damaging. So I don't really know what the solution is, but in this episode, we are going to talk about now that I've said all that, we're going to talk about that. I had a nose job. Um, so why did I have a nose job? Well, it's a great question, Marley. Uh, why did I have a nose job? Um, I feel like such a basic bitch that uses this as an excuse to be like, well, I had a deviated septum. I did have a deviated septum. Um, so I had a deviated septum and I couldn't breathe out of my left nostril, like at all on top of it. Um, so that was already happening. I'm going to give you the full order of what happened. So that was happening. That went on for years. I don't know. I didn't really give a fuck about the fact that I couldn't breathe out of my left nose. And then over time, because I was compensating so much with my right nostril, my nose started to become unstraight. It was like, and, um, so now I couldn't breathe and now it was not straight, like straight this way, like straight on my face. Not like I wasn't, I'm not even talking about anything like really aesthetically, just like the fact that like straight on my nose looked a little like kiltered to the side. And that really started to bother me. It really, really started to bother me. And, um, I could see it in self tapes. I could see it in selfies. I, I, it just was like at the point it had to become glaring for me on top of the fact that I had had a deviated septum for a while. Both my parents have deviated septums. Also, just so you know, if you get it, your deviated septum fixed, it doesn't always stick. So like my dad's is broken again. He's had it fixed, you know, whatever. So I did truly have the deviated septum, but, um, I could have just gotten my deviated septum fixed. Um, but 
I didn't. I went for the nose job because I was like, if I'm going to break it and I'm going to have to go under and I'm going to have to go through all this pain, might as well get what you want. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Um, at least that's like kind of what I thought at the time. I thought that was like a good way to handle it. I know a few other people who had had uh, just more like ENTs fix their deviated septum, kind of touch up their nose, uh, but not like a full blown, what we call a rhinoplasty is the official term, but I'm just probably going to say nose job. Um, so like there, I, I had options to do it. So it was in COVID, which was a really fucking convenient time to decide to have a nose job. But also everybody had that idea to do plastic surgery in COVID because you're at home, you're wearing the mask, like you can get away with like recovering and people not knowing. So I got into the point that my I want to like lie and say that the breathing bothered me. That's not true. It was bothering me. It wasn't straight. I was like, it's not straight. That was the, that was the tipping point. I was like, I can't take it anymore. It's not straight. We're in COVID. If there's any, I'm going to use this to convince my parents that it's a good idea for me to get a nose job. So it was actually super impulsive, which I don't recommend. Don't be impulsive with plastic surgery. However, this had been like really like I'd been talked about it with I talked about it with my doctor here in L.A. She's like, yeah, you should get that fixed really off off like the back of her hand. Like she was like, yeah, you should get your nose fixed. Like you have a deviated septum, like whatever. So like it wasn't. And I told my parents, my parents knew I had a deviated septum. They both did. So it was like not a shock that I had a deviated septum. But Did I use that to my advantage? 100%. So that is why I got a nose job. And then it's COVID and I'm impulsive and I've got nothing to do but decide to have a nose job. So the process of having a rhinoplasty. Again, this is not what I recommend, but this is what I did. I asked my, actually my mom's friends who I knew who had rhinoplasties, who had done it. And I found like one other person online and I just scheduled the consultation. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to schedule a consultation, like whatever. Um, the place that my family friends had gone to, um, they had an appointment for me and the place that, um, I wanted to get a second opinion from, or like feel them out. I couldn't get an appointment for multiple, multiple months. So, um, I just went with the other one basically instantly, which I don't recommend. I do not recommend that. You should really vet your doctors much more than I did. I, but I was impulsive. I was bored. And I also on some level had waited maybe it was subconscious and then it became conscious that, my nose was bugging me and I was already past the point of like, I I didn't feel like I could live with it, which is an extreme exaggeration. But I I, I was at that point, like it started fucking bugging me, which is something we're going to put a pin in and remember is that it started to really, really bug me. So I um, met with this doctor via the phone. Um, and you know, he, was kind of young and, but we, he, he was so caring in the way he talked to me. I really, really appreciated that. Um, I met with him just via the phone and then, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, like I'd be curious to talk to you more. Um, so then I scheduled another appointment where we are actually like on zoom and I sent him photos and, um, I sent him photos of my current situation with my nose. And then I face tuned 
my nose. And I said, kind of like, this is what I want. I was like, the most important thing is that my nose is fucking straight. I literally said that is the most important thing. I was like, this bitch better be fucking straight. Like I hate how it's starting to pull to the side. And, um, he was like, well, like what, what, what else do you not like? And I was like, honestly, and this is ironic. I was honestly like, I kind of like my nose. It's just not straight. And I have a deviated septum. But because I was like, I'm going to get a nose job. I was like, you know, we might as well make the side a little more nicely uh, smoothed out. So I was like, well, I guess if we could smooth it out, which I had edited in a photo, I was like, also, maybe if we could just like pick up the tip a little, um, which like really aren't that huge of aesthetic changes. Um, however, though, so then he sent me to get an MRI on my nose. Um it turned out my breathing problem behind my nose was way worse than anyone could have expected. Um, he, I, I, then after the zoom call, I went in and I saw him in the office and he looked inside my nose and I basically at this point was like fucking doing it. And he was actually like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like slow your roll. Like if you, like you need to take more time to think about this. And I was like, no, I don't. And he was like, yes, you do. And I was like, no, I think I'm good. And he was like, okay. Like, and you know, he was like, I want you to know you can pull out at any second. And I was like, great. Which I think was a very big thing for a doctor to say is just like, you know, also, cause I was kind of young ish. I'm probably on the young ish side of people who get work done. And I was also like pretty like go getty about it. And also I found out this later, we really did hit it off. Like we had a good report. He actually bumped me up in the schedule. Like I would have had to wait way longer, but, um, he was like, you know, sometimes like you're having a bunch of shitty people you don't want to deal with. Sometimes you want somebody who like you actually enjoy spending time with. Cause like, we'll get into this post-op. You're kind of there a lot. And so he actually bumped me up. I, maybe I was breaking up some shitty people. Like, I don't know. He bumped me up in the schedule, but so he sent me to get an MRI. We found out I had, I thought I had one cyst blocking the nose passage. It turned out I had six blocking both the nostril passages. And he was like, holy shit. Like, no wonder you can't breathe. And like, I'm still like, oh, so wait, like this is actually like something like I, I might have, I didn't need, but like would improve my quality of life. Um, and so that was like a huge, crazy moment for us. Um, but regardless of the situation, just so you know, there's kind of two, there's probably more. I'm not a doctor from my basic bitch understanding. There's two options when you get a nose job, there's one where they break your nose and there's one where they don't. If they don't break your nose, they kind of shape it, shift it, whatever. It will change potentially slightly more because it wasn't like a deep fixing. Um, but the recovery time is significantly shorter because they didn't break your fucking nose <laughs> because I had all this shit. And, um, I also wanted my nose like shaved down and the tip picked up. And then I had all this shit going on in the back. There was no option for me not to break my nose. Um, he also didn't even opt offer that. He was basically like, if you really want it to stick, I like, I'm not going to take your money to, for you. I, maybe for somebody else, it would be different. He's like, this, this is the only option. I like won't do it any other way. Uh, cause he's like, I don't think you'll get a result and I don't think it will look good. And I won't like my work. And I was like, wow, fair valid. So, um, the MRI came back, MRI came back. we had had this conversation. Um, and then I went back in, we went over everything again, talked about the aesthetics we wanted. So we were shaving the nose down to create a little 
cuter profile, picking the tip up. We didn't make my nostrils any smaller because I actually did like how long my nose was, which I still have. I have a very long nose Um, and picked the tip up, shaved it down, made it fucking straight. Number one, it must be fucking straight. Um, So then we go into the kind of like time of like pre-op. I had to get off my birth control. I have a history of uh, blood clots in my family and if you're going under anesthesia, it's a, it, it, it's just, you know, it's a health idea to go off a uh, blood clotting medicine. So I went off my birth control. My skin broke out horrible. Um, and I started, he put me on a few things to start taking for swelling all for the most part, vitamins and homeopathic, um, and whatnot. And then I, you know, was very fortunate enough. My parents were aware of the situation. My parents supported the situation. My parents live very close to his office. They were taking care of me during the thing. I had to get a COVID test, whole thing. So that was kind of like the pre-op deal. Honestly, very normal to most surgeries. However, he did. So you got this huge packet and it told you all about what to expect, medications, what times, blah, blah, da, da, da. But also a shit ton of stuff you have to sign. And in that packet, there was a graph and the graph was like expectation leading up to nose job going up, 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 up. And then it was like surgery day. And then it was like deep, 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 deep down. And then it was like flatlined down for a really long time. And then it's like a slight improvement back up and then a flatline and then back down and then slight improvement up. And then it keeps kind of like going and evening out. And I asked him about this chart. I was like, well, yo, what's up with this chart? And he was like, yeah, like that's the thing. Like about plastic surgery is like, you know, obviously it gets worse before it gets better. And then it kind of gets better. And then you stay there for a really long time and it can really freak people out. And I was kind of like, okay, like, what do you mean? And he was like, no, no, like, that's a really real thing. Like you have to make sure you're like mentally ready to like handle that. Like, it's not going to be where you want it to be for like a really long time. And I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. 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 Like, but in the back of my head, I was kind of like, okay. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, well, like when can you take the cast off? And he was like, well, like, you know, you can kind of go be going around with like out tape in like two to three months. And I was kind of like, okay, like it won't, it won't be that bad. Um, we know where this story is going. (laughs) I go into surgery uh, my skin's breaking out really bad cause I'm off the birth control. Um, I take my last photo in the mirror, um, of the bathroom of the surgery center with my old nose. And it was a little more bulbous too. We before and after. We all put the before and after picture and in, in, on the Instagram. Um, and also this is just a fun tip. We had discussed how swollen I would be. And he was like, people can be very swollen. And I was like, cool. Um, so my brilliant millennial mind was like, how do you combat swelling? Well, you can take Arnica, which you do, and you can put it on your nose. There's so much with Arnica, whatever. I was like, I'm going to drink a shit ton of water the night before. (sighs) I got like three huge alkaline, um, water bottles and I drank them all the night before the morning before I went in, I drank so much water. Cause I was like, that will really help with the swelling. I really thought it was going to help. I really, really thought it was going to help. Whatever. I go into the surgery. Evidently I like knock out like that under anesthesia. <laughs> like the anesthesiologist told my mom, he's like, I've never seen somebody react better to anesthesia than Marley. <laughs> and I was like, great. I was like out like a light 
surgery happens. Who knows what happens? Broke my nose, woke up. Um, they do take a picture of you on the table before it starts swelling. So you could see what it looks like, but I actually declined to see the photo because I was like, I don't I don't think I want to see it. Um, But he knew it was like what the expectation of what it should look like when it was done, whatever. And then um, whatever it was done and they woke me up and, you know, the thing that I had to do right fucking away. Pee. I had to pee like so I was hoping you were saying you peed your pants off. so I didn't but I had to pee like so like so bad like and I'm like high on drugs and I, I like I could not get over how badly I had to fucking pee and they won't let you stand up because you're under the drugs I literally had to be like to the nurse, like, no, like I really, really have to pee, but I'm also fucked up. And I also knew that (laughs) this is how fucked up my brain was. I was like, please let me go to the bathroom. Like I'm trying to like guilt trip the nurse with my baby voice into letting me go to the bathroom and I wouldn't drop it. So eventually she did let me go, but she did make me wait a really long time. What not? So that's happening. They're trying to get me back in my clothes. If you have a weak stomach or you're going to get a nose job and you don't want to know this detail, skip ahead a minute. Blood has been dropping. This is the gross part about people just think you can fast forward in a second. People just think plastic surgery is magic. I thought plastic surgery is magic. You go in, you get lipo, you walk out the door. You go in, you get a nose job, you walk out the door. No, it is gruesome and it is a fucking surgery. Like the reco- like I know the TikTok VBL like recovery blew up like at some point in the on TikTok and like people really talking about how uncomfortable work getting work on yourself is. So we'll go into that. It is really uncomfortable. So I, I, you know, now, now you might want to skip that. I'd been laying down with my head back while they're breaking my nose. There's blood. This is not confessions of a want to be a girl, but this is confessions of a real life plastic surgery story. There's blood down your throat and um, you have to get that out. So that happened. And evidently that's super common. And I had heard people talk about it, but I didn't understand. I thought that it was because the pain of having a nose job was so bad. You broke, you threw up from the pain. Nope. Turns out you throw up because of all the stuff that has to, Eric's dying. Um, and so I threw up and then I went out in the car and this is the most confessions of a wannabe it girl part. TikTok was new to me and huge at the time. And the only thing I could do to like give myself like soothing comfort was like sing TikToks in my head, like trending songs in my head, like whatever. Went back to my parents' place, went to sleep, knocked out, whatnot. <laughs> so remember how he told me a lot of people could get really swollen I am that bitch. I have seen a few friends or acquaintances, you know, when I've said, oh, I've had a nose job, show me photos of how fucked up their faces and like bruised eyes they were. Mine is the next level. I full out look like Yzma from fucking um, Ember's New Grooves, like literally purple to here, like so swollen, insanely insanely swollen and other people are just like 
not that swollen or like a little bruised, like cute little, not this bitch. Nope. Um, so then the next day, um, I went to sleep, you know, nice drugs. Honestly, you sleep most of the day, whatever. I listened to a lot of audiobooks in this time frame Cause like, you just want to have your eyes closed and be like sleeping. And so you're just in and out of sleep. So audiobooks, lots and lots and lots of audiobooks. Um, so the next day you go back to the surgeon. Um, also I think if you like, don't have somebody who can care for you or like, you know, you don't want to inconvenience your family or whatever you can like pay to stay somewhere else. I'm sure that's like a really common thing, but like my parents live close. They're sweet. Love them. They took care of me. So you go back the next day, he looks at you, you know, he talks about questions, blah, blah, blah. I think I went back again in three days and I'm so small. And he goes, can you come back again in three days? And I was like, yeah. So that went on for longer for me because like it had, and also I was under for like six hours, which was like actually kind of long. I think if I remember or recall correctly, he said this was like kind of a longer one because like, remember how I said that, um, I had a deviated septum and it turned out I had really bad internal problems, um, that had nothing to do with the aesthetics. Um, yeah, that was true. And that takes longer. So I had a longer surgery. I was more swollen than most and whatnot. So I had the cast on fully on, like it's like casted on and you have stints up your nose for a week, 10 days, week or 10 days. Can't remember. Then you go back, they take the stints out, cast comes off. Now you take so weird. Then you take from now on, then you tape the cast over your nose. Like it's not actually casted on you, but you have to tape it. Oh yeah. The adhesive that gets like gross around your nose is there for a really long time. So then, um, so that goes on for a really long time. You were taping and then the cast. And then after a while, he bumps you down just to taping your nose, which, um, and then you're supposed to wear the cast at night. And then you go down to just taping your nose at night, which I honestly did for a year and a half. I taped my nose every night for a year and a half. And I'm honestly better for it because I was super swollen and, um, it would, it it just makes it easier. Oh my God. I skipped a huge part of this the entire time that I'm a side sleeper. I had to sleep on my back. You have to sleep on your back. There's no choice. You have to sleep on your back. So you had to get a wedge, wedge pillow. And at the point that, you know, I was okay and I wasn't on any serious like painkillers and I could be on my own at my house. Hunter didn't live here yet. Um, I slept on my couch because I could just like sleep on the couch, like with it propping me up. It was great. And I actually slept better that way because I was so restless of laying in bed and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that is, um, how, how that all went. He, because I was so swollen and they were just trying anything and everything to get me unswollen and unbruised. I did a hyperbaric chamber. I don't know the science of it. They told me it would help. I didn't look into it. It wasn't that expensive. I just went and I did it for like a week. (laughs) Like you sit in the, it's like a little chamber thing and you just sit in there and I listen to audiobooks and you just, it's supposed to do something. I don't really know if it helped or not, but he said it would. So I did it and it wasn't that expensive. So post surgery, that's kind of like the gruesome part of it. But like, let's talk about the mental part of it because this is the shit I think people really gloss over when they talk about plastic surgery. Like you go in for lipo, you walk out and it's easy peasy, whatnot. Um, so mentally in the beginning, I champ, literally champ. I was 
cracking jokes with my parents. You know, I didn't care. I wasn't going out though, to be fair. Also, I totally had the blessing of that. If I did need to go out to the gas station to get a diet Coke or, you know, a snack. Oh, you can't work out at all. That too. Um, you know, I could just wear a mask and no one would really stare. You could see the edges of the tape, like up the bridge, but, um, like, so like, honestly, it didn't bother me. And it was also COVID. Like nobody was really seeing each other and I would get on zoom calls and like, I would have the tape on, or I would just take the tape off for just that like hour or 45 minutes and put it right back on. Cause if I didn't want to explain it, whatnot, but like mentally for the first like month, two months, like I was really totally fine. You know, everyone else was at home. I had a routine, whatnot. Um, so then it's three months and around the end of the three months, I'm getting pretty over it. And at this point I'm back and out with my friends out and about. Um, and my nose is still really swollen. This is not the case for everyone, but like, I'm just saying like, I didn't think I was this bitch that would have this happen, but I was so like, you could be too, or you could be fine. So like, this is just my experience. My nose was still so insanely swollen at three and even six months. And I would like, you know, be out with my friends and we, you know, take Snapchat photos at dinner or whatnot. And I would just be like, holy fuck. Like I, I fucked up my face. Like I, I really, you really do go through like a mental mind fuck of like, holy shit. I fucked up my face, which is what I wanted to put a pin on. So remember how in the beginning I said something was bugging me so bad that I felt like I had to do it. That feeling of like that kind of comes back, but oh fuck, I fucked up my face. Like you're like that, like that anxiety, like whatnot. It's like the same weird feeling. Like it was, it, it is so infuriating on some level because you just like stare at it and you think about it and you're like, I really, I, I messed up. I I shouldn't have done it. I made it worse. It's never going to get better. What if it looks bad? Because at that point it is improved enough to the point. This was the graph. It is improved enough to the point that you can like go out and look like a normal person without tape, without bruising or whatnot but it's still really swollen. And you know that that's not even what your original nose looks like. So you're so bothered by like it. And I mean, literally the mental, like I fucked up my face was like, so stuck in my head. I was like, I really, I fucked up. Like I just really, really fucked up. Luckily the family friend who had had a nose job, she knew this was going to happen. And she said, when that happens, text me. And I did. And she was like, don't worry. It gets better. Like she's like, give it three more months. And I was like at the end of three months. So at six months, like, and at the end of six months, cause I was like three more months from this date, I looked at it and I still felt that way. I was like, holy fuck. I still fucked up my face. And she said it will be gone here at this point. So I'm driving myself crazy at home. And this is why I ended up taping way longer than most people did because I was so, and it goes back to what my doctor said. He was like, you're more swollen than most whatnot. But like the mental gymnastics of the swelling was so bad. Also I was 24. Yes, I was 24. And you know, is the heat of pandemic, but we're in that like pandemic group phase. Like you'd all only hang out with your friends and then drink at someone's apartment. So I was drinking all the time too. So it would get even more swollen. 
And honestly, just so you know, when I still drink, it still swells. And I've heard from another girl whose nose was not broken when she had a nose job, when she drinks, it swells. Just so you know, um, fun fact. So the mental gymnastics of that is it's so mind fucking. And I just really wish I had understand the depths of that. I really don't even think I did it justice, but it was something I really felt was super important to talk about. And like, it's crazy. Like I will pull up photos and it's like six, seven, eight months. And I look at it and it is still not me and it's not my nose. And like, it's wild. Um, and I show people and they're like, that doesn't even look like you. And I'm like, wow, the fact that people would lie to you in the moment and be like, it looks fine. And I will give it to my one best friend. She was like, yeah, no, it's not there yet. She was always super honest with me, which I really fucking appreciated. Um, and, and that's something too. talk about the idea of that plastic surgery. You walk in, you, and you say, I want lipo or I want a nose job and you walk out and it's done. It is. It's not a cartoon. It took a full year and a half for me to be like, okay, like this is good. This is good. Like I can live with it. I'm not kidding guys. I went to my doctor last week. He looked at me and, you know, we were talking about it and weird. I was saying how I had talked to this other girl recently and I was like, do you remember how swollen I was? It's so crazy. Um, you know, she got it done. She was barely swollen. He was like, well, technology's really changed, blah, blah, blah. You don't know her circumstance, blah, blah, blah. And then he looked at my nose and he goes, I hate to tell you at the very tip, you're still swollen. I'm two years out guys. Like uh, that is the reality of plastic surgery is it is not a quick fix dealio. That is like total bullshit. If you're having true plastic surgery, if you were having Botox or filler, which is not permanent. And in the end, I actually think you're going to waste money and do more damage to like your insides by doing a filler fixed nose. If that's your situation, um, it's not instant two years. I am two years out two years. And it's, he said, I'm still swollen at the tip. So like, just let you know that. So, however, doing this, um, nose job has really opened my eyes to the floodgates of what plastic surgery does to you mentally. So it's so fucking crazy, right? Remember how I said I was doing mental gymnastics about what I looked like with the nose job. You want to know the most fucked up thing that started to happen? The question of, okay, well, what do I do next to unfix this? And it it wasn't, okay, we got to fix the nose. It's, oh, I should pin back my ears. Oh, I should raise my eyebrow. Right. But that's the mental, that is why I'm so convinced that is why people get addicted to plastic surgery because in that weird stage of waiting for something else to fix, you start picking yourself apart about something else. You in like, you know, you really start to become hyper-focused on your aesthetics and whatnot, instead of just like breathing and waiting for something else to fix. But I became wicked obsessed with plastic surgery during the time I was post-recovering from my nose job. And it all made so much sense of why people get addicted to it. And the crazy thing is too, I just had a nose job and I was like, fuck, I wish I had done something else. I wish I had made my nostrils smaller. Like, and I still lightly have that thought. I've had a full blown rhinoplasty. It took me two years to recover. I'm not even fully unswollen. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I wish I'd kind of done something else, which kind of does take me back to my original point of like, I rushed to the beginning. So if there's something you can learn from this is that if there is a surgery, 
you want to do aesthetically is to more methodically think about all the things you want. Because on some level, I couldn't breathe and it wasn't straight and it wasn't straight. And that was what was bothering me. And I thought that was all that was bothering me. And maybe at the time, that's all it was. I'm not sure if this opened the floodgate for me to pick apart something else I wanted to change, or if I had taken more time, I would have noticed this is something I wanted to change beforehand, just like some food for thought on that category. But yeah, it is it, the whole point of this is like the mental gymnastics of plastic surgery. It's a lot to go through any procedure. And that is why I think people get obsessed with it. And then also like, even so I then wanted to make changes to the nose. I had just changed, which is crazy. And also I do want to note that like a lot of celebrities, this is completely unconfirmed. I'm not talking about any celebrity in particular. I asked him about this. I was like, cause I was so fucked up from the surgery. I was like, how do celebrities get plastic surgery? And he's like, well, it's not as big of a deal for them to pay to do it a lot more and do little, little things over time. And I, I get that because it's like, okay, well then they can just, just do the shaving part. Just do the nostril part. They do it one piece at a time, but you still have to go under for that. And like, that does concern me health wise. It's like, you have to go under a lot more for less amount of times for a lot more often for a lot more expensive, but that is how celebrities do it. And he also told me that he was like, he's like, yeah, I've had, um, he didn't say who, and I don't know who, but he's like, I've had celebrity clients literally like get work done. And I'm literally on the side of the red carpet, injecting them with something to make it like, so they can get through the event. And I'm like, wow, it was, it's, it's really crazy. It's very interesting too, but like, I'm just, that's the thing I want people to know. And that's why I'm doing this full, completely open book, like, podcast about my nose job is like, it's insane. Like it is literally insane. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, and I'll do something again. I'm not going to lie here and sit. Like I've learned all this. And I think my perspective has really changed. No, like I'm still like an LA girly and I like aesthetics and I'm intrigued by them. And I've learned some great things about the mental expectations and I'd still do it again. If there was something that I felt that insecure or wanted to change or whatever. But like that is the lengths that celebrities and very famous and very rich people can go to to look that way. So like if you are sitting at home and you're comparing yourself to that, it is it is like comparing an apple to a car like it, they're not even the same being like, yes, they're both human. But like it's just it's it's not the same. And that's something I wanted to take away from that. So all in all, this has been a total rant about my thoughts on plastic surgery. And, um, you know, it, it, it was really eye opening. And there are so many more things people can do. And also, like, people will redo shit. Like, you know, and it's just, it's mind baffling. I will say this has opened the floodgates for me to see other procedures. But also at the same time, it, and I'm glad I obviously couldn't do anything when I was recovering from a nose job, but it made me also like, I already went through things. I was like, Oh no, I don't actually really want that. Oh no. Like it seems cool in this exact moment, but like, I don't want to do that. You know, I will say that like my next journey is fixing my skin. I've had, um, acne since I was literally since a hormone hit my body. I've been talking about it some on Instagram. Um, and it, you know, came up with my plastic surgeon when, um, I went off birth control, you know, he, he was like, you know, does your skin 
bother you? And I said, yes, but honestly, it it's kind of like I explained this to him this way. If you eat one Oreo every single day for 13 years, you only ate one Oreo a day, but every day for 13 years. That's how I feel about my acne. Like it was, it's never been that bad. Like insane, except for actually when I was super, super young, it was very bad, but like, it's just been consistently in this kind of like meh place for a really long time, but it's piled up. And now it's something I want to deal with. And like, I'm working with him and a dermatologist to like fix my acne, fix my acne scarring. And like this experience, like opened me to that solution. Trust me. I tried going the clinical normal doctor way of going to a normal dermatologist. And let me tell you, it didn't work. That's a different podcast episode. These things are considered, um, you know, plastic surgery is like literally the surgery part, the rhinoplasty, a facelift, whatever you may be. And, but there's other things that are in this category, like lasers to fix your skin or, you know, micro needling or whatnot. And the range is large and vast and like, take your time learning the things, but that's also become you know, an interesting thing because I felt that way about my nose. I was so bothered that it wasn't straight and it got to the point I couldn't handle it any fucking more that wasn't straight. And that's how the place I recently got to with my skin. I was traveling with my family. He, he had offered to help me with it some before and he did. And I was traveling with my family. I was breaking out so bad. And I just like, I was like, you know what? I'm 26. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm at this point. I don't want to handle it. And, um, I'm going to do something about it. And like, I got to the point I was like, going to make a change about taking care of my skin or, you know, seeing somebody who could really help me take care of my skin, not your skin, not the next person's skin, but like, cause they're all really different. That's the thing about skin. Um, but that's the thing about plastic surgery too, is like, you might just get to a point where you just are like, I just can't stand this anymore. Not even just plastic surgery, like cosmetic aesthetics, plastic surgery. And that's what happened with my skin again. And I think what the nose job, um, taught me kind of was when you get to that phase, it's time to act and start seeking people to make changes, but maybe you don't have to jump into something at that exact second. And especially something like a full-blown surgery, like lasers. Yes, you may be like really red or like what it really depends what you're doing, but for a couple of days, but like going into a big surgery, start talking to people the second you get that inclination, but try to push off when you're going to do the procedure a little bit longer than you want, just to make sure you're getting all your bases covered. Um, this has been a very long rant about plastic surgery. I hope this was informative, you know, being pro plastic surgery or being anti-plastic surgery. I, find myself somewhere in the middle, even though I'm somebody who has done it. I just want people to have more information. And this has been my experience and, and it's very confessions of a want to be a girl <laughs> vibes. So, um, guys, as always, uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and please make sure to share this episode with a friend. If you know, this is something they're interested in, um, or share a different episode that doesn't hurt either. Um, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And as always, guys, we'll see you next Tuesday.